0: I was having one night when I loved myself.
1: <laughs> and you fucked it up. We can't be happy, we're comics. I asked you. true. Hello and welcome to Deus Ex Comedian. My name is Ryan Bussell, I'll be your host. I am an American living in Sweden since 2006, and a comic since 2011. On this podcast, I'll be talking to comics who have retired, uh, or they're taking a long break. Or they simply quit the grind, and they're happy to perform just a handful of times per year. So what made them slow down or even stop performing altogether? Is there anything about the grind that they miss? Most importantly, without approval from drunk strangers, how instead do they fill that dark hole inside where a soul should be? Let's find out. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, this week to the penultimate episode of Season 1. Very exciting! Uh, we're doing something tonight that uh, I really tried to avoid doing. I really tried to avoid doing any of these by Zoom, and I really tried having avoiding uh, this guy as my next guest, but here he is anyway. Uh, please welcome Henrich Harder. Thanks. Nice to see you and your mustache. Yeah, sure. <laughs> How are you
0: feeling? Uh, well, I've um, finally got my riddle in back uh so uh so it's pretty good because i got my that uh, stolen uh no they they kind of thought that i was an alcoholic uh and <laughs> that I was doing drugs <laughs> which you know i i do i do not condone doing drugs but it's awesome <laughs> um no uh they fucked up um so i've been unmedicated for a while but uh, uh now i'm back on my meds State-sponsored drugs. Thank you, taxpayers. It's pretty good. You? Good. How about
1: you? I'm um, good. Uh, actually, it's, it's interesting because when I first started this project, I, mean, I, I thought about it for a long time. And I was in the longest period of not doing stamp I'd ever been in the past 10 years. And I, when I first started, I really didn't know. Like, I, I knew I wasn't done. I was definitely going to perform again. But I wasn't sure when. I didn't really have any like, urge to really start doing it. And now, in the past few weeks, I've actually performed a bit. I was I did a gig last night, and I'm going to do another one tomorrow night. And it's been feeling better and better. But my the first one, the first one back, I, I did an entirely new set. It had like ten brand new minutes, and I had this idea of how it would go. And that's I've, I always say, like I said in this podcast several times that like my main goal with doing stand-up was to uh, like I, I would just predict how the, how the audience would react to my to my set. And if they reacted that way, I was happy. And so I had this idea of what I was gonna do. And I went and performed it, It got 10 minutes, it went well. It went exactly as I hoped it would. And I walked away feeling like, eh, well, I, mm-hmm. I got what I expect. I felt like nothing. I feel like no joy, nothing good from it at all. But it's been like steadily improving since then. So that's that's been nice. And you're a bit hard to classify because you've kind of, you've come and gone. We'll get into that, but you've kind of come and gone uh, from the Sam scene. So you're not you're not an ex-comic by, by any chance, by any ways. But you 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 haven't really uh, like officially taken I'm a,
0: educational a break. comic.
1: Yeah, you haven't like it, it never like actually decided at least as far as I know. You never like like made a decision like now I'm taking a break from stand-up. It was more about opportunity or lack thereof. Yeah. So let's let's get into that. We'll we'll start from the beginning uh, now. I don't I don't remember meeting you, and I don't remember uh, exactly when we became friends, but it just sort of kind I, of happened.
0: Yeah, I remember, remember like the third or fifth time, sixth something, um, we met and we talked a bit at Big Ben, I think, uh, and I remember using, uh, oh, yeah, you know, I, I thought if I got into stand-up, I'll make new friends, but <laughs> I haven't, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I have to actually... <laughs> <laughs> text this guy <laughs> and uh um uh, and that's actually a true story um but I, I think that but it took a while for us to start i, I don't know why we started hanging out no was, no clue well, we had our friend uh, our friend trip by the sea with our gin and tonics yes up by up lake in,
1: uh, up in lulio yeah. Way north. Yeah. That was, that was remember, but, but we'd been hanging out quite a bit before then. Yeah. So,
0: and, and,
1: and when I first started, like when I first started, I mean, I had, I had a girlfriend that I had met online. Uh, I had no friends like at all. And I did think that maybe, maybe this would be a good way to make friends because I'm a bit socially retarded and then quickly realized that all comics are socially retarded. So it's very difficult to actually get to know and know anyone, but unfortunately, you're one of the ones that I. Got, got,
0: got yeah, but I, I think I felt I did have friends because I'm not you. Um, but I, I think we found each other a bit in, in the being rookies. I uh, nobody not know want to talk to, and uh, a lot of the other rookies were people you didn't want to have it because uh, you were when you started out. You're not accepted into into the crowd like you have to you have to prove yourself and uh, also kiss ass uh and so on <laughs> so I, I both i think both of both of us was a bit of a outcast. is a bit harsh but uh, i think we both both felt alone in a way <laughs> just run two lonely souls drawn together yeah but you yeah. had already been
1: performing when I started because I started in March, so ten years ago. So it would have been, what was that March 2011? Is when I started, but and by that point you were already around a bit. So when, yeah, when, did, when did you first
0: start? Well, I'm actually gonna look that up. You can you can edit this. Uh, <laughs> Find so. music or something. Uh, oh nine. Okay, almost well, almost two years hmm. before me. August maybe yeah but I didn't I didn't perform that much the first year actually um, yeah 2009 uh, because I, I was in a um, comedy thing uh, and I've, <laughs> yeah, cause I yeah because I've always been the, the funny guy uh, and then I thought well this can't be that complicated uh, so I entered the um, bungy comedy competition uh, I wrote some stuff, uh, I was like, this is going to kill, it was something about uh, uh, Jesus and his disciples, because um, I, I, I read somewhere that one of them was called Bartolomeus, and I thought that was funny, so I wrote something about that, uh, and then uh, yeah, after already. the show, uh, uh, pardon? I'm laughing already yeah there was something about a original name but someone came up to me afterwards and like, yeah there, there's not a there, that, he's not one of them <laughs> it's, so even though I even got that one wrong but um, so I performed I did awful uh, I wasn't funny at all um, like one of the worst bombings I've ever had um, went home uh wrote some new material do you remember my my had i stopped doing it uh my dad sent me to camp joke mm. uh no um i did that for years <laughs> but uh so i wrote, wrote some new stuff then Mike dessin uh had a club called ego i think um so I got a gig there, like three minutes, uh, and I just I killed. Uh, it was like I was really good that night. So I went back home and like I can do this, you know, it's not that fucking hard. Uh, went up to because you had two, com- uh, you could um, you had two tryouts to the band company and then one final. Um, came back, you know, went out cocky as hell, uh, did my set and bombed, you know, even worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> the time before uh, and then I realized okay this isn't that that easy uh, at all <laughs> and it was the feeling of the suicidal feeling afterwards that uh, apparently made me uh, continue who uh, do you remember who won the year you're in no uh, I don't even remember no, but I know it was some guy that had a joke about a roundabout. Nah, I don't know. I don't but I met Jim. He didn't qualify the finals either. Because uh, Jim
1: was in the same same group. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. We were in the same. He because uh, we the second time we were in the same um, group. Uh, then it's because it we both lived in Uppsala. Uh, so he'd seen me somewhere, and then um, uh, he, he actually approached me. Uh, and he's the most awkward guy I know, <laughs> uh, so that's that's weird. Um, but he had a, a great gig, he, he did a gig uh, uh, at the same time as me uh, on uh, at my crescents club. Um, and as you know, Tim Jim has tattoos all over his body. Um, and uh, Mike has had told him, like, yeah, you have a lot of tattoos, so you have to like people you have to mention it um so people stopped thinking about it. it was yeah and his way of mentioning it was uh going up saying hi jim i have, I have i've got a lot of tattoos and uh, yes it hurts <laughs> 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 like straight in the mic <laughs> people was <were just> terrified <laughs> and uh he didn't do that well
1: well, he actually talked about that. I don't know if it, it sounds like it was the same gig. Uh, he talked; it had a very similar experience, right? He, he didn't do very well at Bungie, uh, no. but then had a gig. Uh, was, he said it was Mike Resonance club, and he had actually had a lot of friends that came with him uh, to, like, yeah. to see him, and he did really well. So then he had a feeling of like, "Ah, I got this," and then proceeded yeah. the uh, next gig to bum horribly because he got a, a bit of a false sense.
0: Yeah, but he did a lot of gigs at uh, well, yeah, Ego. I think it was there all the time, but he might have. In my version of it, is that he bombed, <laughs> and I was the shit. Oh, why? Didn't For you once, perform? I was better than Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, twelve years
1: later. And why didn't you perform very much the first year?
0: Uh, I was, I was, <laughs> I was depressed. I was in the middle of a pretty deep depression. Um, so I, I couldn't get out of the apartment and, you know, all the use. Uh, so um, yeah, I didn't get out of it for a couple of years, years, but a um, uh, year after I actually started writing, I noticed that it was really fun writing. Um, and then I started to, because I think one other thing was the things were also I started to uh, hanging out with people, other uh, comics. So I actually had a more, um, you know, I met people I I had fun with. Um, and the first year I had a pretty much you know a lot of social anxiety and so on. So if I didn't know anyone at the club, I just wanted to get far out of there. Uh, but then I think like Adil Faki started to. Talked to me once, and uh, <laughs> uh, well, he, he he didn't talk to he he talked at me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your being think. there isn't always very relevant when, uh, when <laughs> <No>. <laughs> words is. were coming out, and he <laughs> he seemed to enjoy so.
1: Now, one thing I have always ask you is that because, uh, like, you, your style for anyone who doesn't know, you've you've always been a bit of like a, a one liner comic, and you're a, uh, a bit harsh. Uh, one, one, mm. could, one, one could say. Mm-hmm. And I, I always like, no, it's I like admired in 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 a, in a way, when the the audience would just would just really, it's not the audience didn't think they, the, what you were saying was funny. They just really just didn't like what you were saying. Like they were like <laughs> vis- visibly upset. And yeah. I saw now, just I see on you now. I could see how much you were enjoying that. Like, I could see how much how you were really enjoying how uncomfortable the audience was. It just seemed like the quieter the room got, the bigger the smile got in your face. Yeah, but that changed almost overnight. Though uh, I just I just noticed. I actually remember when it happened. I had a it was my first super weekend. I was doing it at the Mafia Underbar Bar. I was at a Friday Saturday night, and for whatever reason, I, I was I was headlining and DJing at least in the, in the beginning. And you were on early on, so I, was like, I had like a front row seat when you were performing. And you didn't do very well as far as like you didn't get a lot of last, but you kind of went the way. I'm just used to seeing being. It is very confrontational and just harsh. And I just, I could, I could feel it on you when you walked off stage. You were just really unhappy. And I'm just curious, like was what... unhappy? <laughs> but, but but you used to be very happy with getting that reaction. So like,
0: what what changed for you? Uh, I don't know the. Well, b- before I met you, uh, I did you know stories instead and actually went quite good Uh, and people were actually laughing Um, but then I I, I wanted to do something else and I found one-liners and uh, I just I liked making people uncomfortable with things I actually thought and knew were funny Uh, and some of those jokes I, I used to do is really good jokes, uh, but makes people very uncomfortable. And sometimes it, people laugh and have a great time. Sometimes they just want to go uh, someplace else. And I, uh, <laughs> and I, I like that. My, I thought my com- uh, comedy was uh, uh, you know smarter uh, than them or uh, bigger in a sense. So my my ego uh, was really big. Uh, <laughs> um but i think i'll cuz i didn't write anything for a long time so i did the same shit over and over um so i think the creative part of stand up uh, i lost that cuz i was just standing there repeating the same things and then i also realized that i'm not the genius i thought i was uh, <laughs> um and that sometimes I, I had this illusion of even if people were hating me, uh, s- someone in the audience will think it's funny, but they might not, you know, uh, want to laugh or, or have the guts to laugh. But then I realize that sometimes I'm just not not funny at all. Uh, I mean, being an asshole, standing there thinking he's better than everyone. Uh, <laughs> I think those thoughts started to to come into my head uh but i think mostly i was sick of my own jokes uh because i've be- oh now i actually know uh, uh, <laughs> you know when, when you do a lot of stand-up you have this like the comic brain that you used things come come comes to you uh, like oh that would be a fun thing to write something about and that would be you know jokes just popping up um uh, I lost that, uh, so I think the creative part was a, a big thing. I used to thought I was standing there saying the same crap over and over, and then I continued doing that for years. Same jokes. Oh, he can.
1: I mean, I mean obviously, you can do that. I've always been so yeah, fascinated. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there's comics I I saw for the first time ten years ago, and I see them on a semi-regular basis and even today they have nothing i haven't heard before no yeah. and they're just happy to keep performing it and then like for me i just like i can't understand that at all hey but god god bless them if they're happy if they're happy doing it
0: yeah but for a couple of years I, I wrote a lot and I, I i think that's the process of stand-up that i like the most and then i like well performing and boosting my own ego uh but i like how jokes change when you do them on stage, you find these little small um, things that if you pronounce it something, you, you pause there, you um, perfect them by by doing them. Uh, I think I've always liked that process more than maybe doing stand-up uh, in a way. So when I lost that part, it wasn't fun to do stand-up anymore. Yeah, we could get that. I... So- sudden sound, oh fuck! I sound so archy and like a fucking asshole. I'm so <laughs> it's, pretentious. No, it's it's, it's okay. the process that
1: makes me an artist. It's fine. It, it, that's this. That's just how this comes across. I I always love talking serious about, about comedy. We're talking seriously about something that is not serious at all. I was on a podcast a few months ago. Uh, it was me, David Weaver, and uh, uh, Catherine Catherine Monroe.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, this is like during the pandemic when nothing was nothing was open. There's no place to perform. And uh, Catherine was going on and on and on about how, like, uh, you know, we, like, we're, we're artists and so we, we, need, we need places to express our art and blah, blah. And I just jumped in and I said, say, I, I agree, it is, it is art. It absolutely is art. But I'm also talking about my dick. I mean, it's, it's really hard to talk <laughs> yeah. to. It's like, I need a venue. I mean, my, my dick is not going to talk about itself because <laughs> I'm an artist. I have things to express about my penis. It just, but it, of course, we talk seriously about it. It's just of course, talking, sound pretentious is just, that's just the price of admission. That's just how, how it goes. So it's okay. Now you yeah, took, that's,
0: no, good, good, good. That's the thing about comedy that you can actually, because I was pretty invested in, in the pro-democracy movement in Burma uh, for a while before I lo- lost hope. Uh, <laughs> got older. Uh, pardon? You got older. Yeah, I got older. Uh, Uh, But it was, uh, um, I think it was three guys that did, um, committed a lot of uh, stand-up things in uh, Rangoon. Um, And a lot of Westerners came there to to see them. And they actually did a lot of things that were anti-government, the the, the anti-military yanta. And they were protected because it was a lot of uh, Westerners that came uh, there. Uh, and also protected because they weren't straight out saying something against Junta. Uh, but they did humor that people could understand was this. So we right. had that. It's like uh, the ones fighting oppression, fighting for democracy with humor. And then you have your dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have the whole array and we like to think we are a part of it all.
1: Oh, it's the idea of being in, in the afterlife and walking up to Beethoven and saying, oh, yeah, oh yes, uh, I was also an artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can play with my penis. <laughs> yes. But even not even just like being an artist, but being a comic, it, it took me, because I, I fell in love with comedy when I was 11 years old. That's when I really got into starting to into stand-up. And, and all my heroes have been comics. So even after I started performing myself, it it took, it took me a long time before I would actually say, I'm a comic, yeah, just because it's the same word he used. like George Carlin was a comic, Bill Hicks was a comic for me to say I'm a comic like i I've, I've heard people say that you're a comic the first time you're on stage, and i I don't yeah. agree with, I, don't, I don't agree with that anyway, I, I, I still heard,
0: don't like calling myself a comic uh even when I did a lot of stand up because I do stand up, uh, but I'm not a genius enough. <laughs> to be a, a comic i don't think it'd be a genius enough i
1: think for me it was more like it's less right now hope it might it might change in the near future maybe we'll see But i mean for for years my, my whole life revolved around comedy i was like doing i had the, the clubs that, that was my main my main life and then my my job when i had one was on the side or my family life was like on the side but i was re- i was arranging everything around comedy and i was constantly thinking about comedy and that's why I felt comfortable to call myself a comic. I mean, everyone has different rules. I've heard people say, uh, uh, you can just you just post it on Facebook amongst comics and say, oh, wh- oh, when can you call yourself a comic? And you'll get a million answers. Like I've, I've mm-hmm. seen this conversation before and it's like, oh, the, the first time you get a standing ovation uh, or uh, only if you're if that's your primary source of income uh, or blah, 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 this or that, or that, or that. But it makes sim- um, it remains a little simpler than that.
0: I've, I've never understood how like the stand-up forum that you actually can have a serious conversation without someone mentioning their decks. <laughs> uh, they're, they're not comics <laughs> if they can have a serious conversation without talking about genitals. But I, I did call myself a, com- a comic uh, a lot uh, when I was on Tinder. Damn, <laughs> right, that's a – yeah. Does uh, yeah. that work? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comic – oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> they, used, I, used, I, they were not allowed to see me perform.
1: <laughs> the smarts yeah i've seen many people take first dates like many comics take first yeah, dates, yeah or or like very early on uh let's see them perform and I can't see why it's a good idea i guess the way I, it could I, be a good idea it could really really show them who you are but i think most comics probably want, probably want to hide who they are so it's not a good idea yeah
0: i, I, I never want people to come that i know to come to my my gigs uh, because like I, I was playing a lot of uh, inabande floorball um, when I was younger uh, and actually did quite well. Um, I, I never wanted people to come and, and, and watch the games that I, I knew because it was like another part of my life. It was my part uh, of life in a way. Um, and also I, I sucked when I knew people there were uh, watching. <laughs> you know, it gets into your head. Uh, but it's the same thing with, with stand-up. I really, there's a f- few of my friends seen me, that that ever seen me perform um, because it feels like it's, it's another world uh, that is mine, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> so I don't want them to, to enter that world, uh, in a way. And also, I hate that you, you if, they, if they see you one time and, and you, you bomb, that's who you are as a comic. And right. since I bombed 95% of the time, you know, <laughs> they can't see the brilliant me. Yeah, they're not, they're not lucky enough. No. I
1: actually, I, I started a new job a few months ago. And I mean, everyone It's a small office. It's like, it's like maybe 30 people in the company, maybe. And uh, everyone's been working from home. So I've, I've only met a few of them. But uh, tomorrow, we're actually going to meet, many of us are going to meet at the office and have like a summer after work kickoff kind of hang uh, and then it, there's a big group chat, uh, on, on Slack that we use to communicate. So, uh, earlier I had the bright idea to, uh, to say to everyone, Hey, if you're interested in an after, after work, I'm actually going to be performing, uh, at a, at a club at eight o'clock and you're welcome to come. And the second I hit send, I immediately regret it <laughs> uh, because, because now I know there are a few people now, apparently who are interested in going. So people who have like never met me, actually met me in person are now going to see me do stand up about your penis. About my penis. Yes. It's kind of cool, though, too, yeah. because I mean, I, I'm working for an IT an IT company, and so far, everyone that I've met seems a little Asperger-y. Uh, and I, I'm not, like, I guess... No. <laughs> and again, I'm not, like, uber social or anything, but I, I feel like I, I could be the king of that office.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, we'll, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit messed up since I worked in Stockholm uh, uh yeah, with IT because uh, all of them had Asperger's and I love working with people that have Asperger's because you can actually tell them I think this thing you did sucked and they were like okay be more precise <laughs> <laughs> like this and this all right <laughs> and I noticed that all other places you work you can't just say I think you're an idiot because of this and this and this do you want to go and have a beer afterwards if not people take things personally that yeah. sucks
1: they actually they see new ones yeah yeah <laughs> now so actually so now uh so we met in stockholm of course right now you're in gothenburg but you've moved around a bit and uh yeah. usually for the same reason but uh some years ago you moved down south so you moved down south uh for love and you moved to a place where there really weren't a lot of opportunities to perform did you perform at all when you first moved down there in gothenburg yeah no not in yeah. gothenburg no no to uh oh, lund. We moved down to lund
0: oh uh, yeah i did um i did well mostly in malmö uh i did one gig at uh, what's that hotel called that had a comedy club The like mac no mac wasn't in london uh mac was in lund uh oh then it was it was mac okay. I did one gig, and then I did. Then it was quite. There was a lot of free, open mic clubs uh, in Malmo, but people didn't know how to run them, so they sucked. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But it was was a lot of fun. Yeah, I did a lot of gigs in Malmo, but you know, never anything big at all. Uh, uh, Most mostly like three people. And, uh, but that taught me a lot, actually, because it's like, um, Copperfields, the old, old Copperfields. (laughs) Come
1: up up quite a bit Uh, in this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's,
0: (laughs) it's legendary. (laughs) Uh, but Copperfields and Malmo taught me that you can actually have fun in a room that's only two people. Um, that is actually not the size of the crowd but that matters. It's how you use your penis. Um, <laughs> uh, no, just because it was this like four, six people in the audience uh, every time. Uh, but I did have a lot of fun. But that, that was when I started to, you know, just crowd talking and freestyle a bit more than I've never done before. Okay. Um, so I think I, that's where I started with that thing. So it was, it was a lot of fun.
1: And none, like, none
0: of the clubs lasted more than a year.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I, not, I'm not even sure it was even open down there, or was it open before the pandemic? I'm not really sure what's no, going was, on down there. There's not a whole lot. Mm. But when your relationship came to a spectacular end, uh, mm. you went into exile. And burn. <laughs> yes. Exile okay. into uh, Gotland.
0: How, how long were you there for? Quite yeah, a while. I think, no, I think it was seven or eight months. Only maybe, no, yeah, ten months must have been.
1: I imagine other things to think about, but were you thinking at all about comedy then? Like,
0: did did you miss it then? No, no, I was back in depression. I was uh, living on uh, my mom and dad's pull-out couch, uh, unemployed, my heart broken. Did not think a lot about comedy now, at all. I didn't miss it at all because I was in a weird bubble then. Makes sense.
1: But you finally came out of it. And yes. you, made, you made it back to Stockholm. Yes. But you but you never really got back into, like you, you performed here and there, but you never really got back into like the volume of gigs I'd seen you do before. No. What was the reason? Was
0: any reason for that? Uh, I think uh, it was a bummer that since I, I'd been away from Stockholm for like two years. Uh it was a lot of new people and new uh new people that were the shit and that you had to get to know to get, you know, gigs or be one of the the gang, you know. Uh, so I got I think I was was a bit put off by having to start over in a sense. But now a lot of people I knew a lot of people that had clubs and so on, but um it was uh i i think it felt like i'd start all over again uh and uh, I, I still hung out at clubs but didn't perform that much yeah uh i could be more selective uh when i was just drinking beer uh so I, I think that's that's the reason you actually
1: inspired a question i think i've asked every single person on this series so far how many testicles do you have? All oh, that one, I have, they have to pass the test before they even get on the podcast. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I only enough. have one.
0: <laughs>
1: we have a fake one though. So
0: that's that's. It, the important thing is that it looks normal. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I have a story about because okay. my under testicle is, uh, astrophis. Don't know. Uh, so no. it's underdeveloped. So it's. Uh, apparently the difference is size His doctor was like no it's it's gonna look awful (laughs) do it anyway (laughs) it looks awful they just give you a ping pong ball no it's like a rubber uh uh, thing it actually feels uh quite testically (laughs) that's that's good
1: only your doctor knows for sure No, no. The, the question uh, you inspired was: I, I, day, I think I've asked everyone on this uh, who had been taking a long break and have been away from the scene for a long time. Uh, how would they feel if they walked into a club like Big Ben and saw this like sea of new faces, and and the, so the comic didn't recognize them, but more importantly, they weren't recognized by these new faces either. And so all those new people, you know, they don't want to give you the time, they don't pay attention to you because you're you're brand you're brand new. Yeah. yeah how how would that feel? I because I, I remember not that long ago you told that story and you were a bit ego bruised because you were like, "What the hell? Like, don't they know who I am?" It's like, "No, of <laughs> they don't know who you <laughs> are."
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think I was talking about all the the because I I, uh, I went to, I think it was Big Ben or something like that and I was you know nobody was talking to me because uh, I was the new guy uh, and then I went up on stage and did quite well. It wasn't a killer gig, but, you know, it was, uh, it was was all right. Um, And like most of the people there had quite a few gigs under the belt, uh, didn't know how to be on a stage. Uh, So I think they, I looked natural up there, uh, according to someone. Uh, So it was like, I got pissed because, that that and that was all all ego, but it's like yeah that joke. uh If you said it like this, like, yeah, it took me years to <laughs> get it exactly like that. If you said this instead, it was like no, I, I've I've worked on this. Uh, no, but the feeling it, it depends Uh if if you go if getting into a new because I I did that here in Gothenburg as well. So I did two gigs before, uh, before uh, the pandemic hit. Uh, I did one the gig where nobody talked to me, uh, except the drunk Finnish guy. Uh, he was weird. anyway. Anyway, uh, so I did the first gig. Nobody talked to me. I went up. I uh, went really, really well. Uh, so afterwards, um, then I was like, I could have, have a beer with everyone. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna fit right in. And then next gig, I kind of bombed, not totally bombed, but didn't go quite that well. Uh, and then I really got this from it wasn't the same people, but the cool, the cool people I was like, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I was used, I was, okay, I, I can go home because now it feels like I'm searching for your appreciation uh, and I really need it. <laughs> Ego. Yeah. Again. I think a lot so about... That, me, go ahead. Now, uh, sum up. Um, it depends on uh, uh, whether it goes well or not on stage. Kind of. I was going to say, I, I compare
1: st- stand-up to uh, Band of Brothers uh, quite a bit. Uh, oh, the... If, the if the, replacement, the series. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. For anyone, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what that is. Uh, so after the first wave of the of, uh, first series of battles, uh, then all, all the people who had, had started on the front, they were now veterans. And then in came the replacements, like the, the, the fresh the fresh troops from the U.S. right out of basic training, sent right to the line. And all of the now veterans didn't want to spend any time talking to them because why bother? They were, like, very likely to die. so. Yeah. I think, it's I think it's very similar. And I really, I've discussed yeah. that before. I, I really try to not do this, even though I, I know it's very common and I don't succeed very often to not do this. But if I see someone new at the club, I don't talk to them. But if they go on stage and they do really well, then I'll want to talk to them. And if they don't yeah, yeah, do well, then yeah. I don't want to talk to them. And I'm really, I'm trying to work on that. You won't. You, you, I, I did. You like I it. did.
0: You, you like being the one that <laughs> that you've been on the other side. Now you're on this side.
1: I know, but that, but no, but, but now I think now I think I've like come out the other side of the bell curve, though, because uh, you know I was I was away. You know, it was January of last year that I decided to like kind of take a step back and just take a step back, not perform. And it, took, it was months before I went back to other clubs again, and even then it was just here and there. But I went to Big Ben, I think it was maybe last October or so. And uh, before the show, this guy came in. And I don't remember people people's faces, Around, right? I had no idea. I could have met this guy 10 times before and didn't didn't know it. But it turned out I hadn't met him before because he had just started. It was like that night. We started talking before the show. And I think it was like it going to be his third gig ever. And then he just asked me, like, oh, how long have you been performing? And I was almost embarrassed to admit. That's been 10 years, because I really yeah. felt like it was like, it's like I'm telling this guy, like, you know, it's really hard in the beginning. you, know, you really got to push, you got to grind. But if you work really hard, 10 years from now, you can still be here, <laughs> yeah. going up first
0: with five minutes. Let's keep living no, I- that dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I do the same. It's like how how long have you been doing this? Uh, well, maybe eleven years or something. But you know, I I had a long pause, and I I, I used to do it occasionally. So it sounds better than <laughs> I, I tried and failed, and I'm still here.
1: There's <laughs> a few years. <laughs> but then, how do you? What I, my anyway, I've asked people that question of like, how would you feel getting that reaction at the clubs? I think every, every all but one actually love the idea they actually thought i mean who knows how, how they would actually feel who's in the reality idiot? sorry who's, who's that who's,
0: idiot
1: who's that idiot? In all of them all no, but one That that's no. idiot That. oh yeah i yeah, yeah. wanted to do it gotcha gotcha well the, the one the one person who like kind of like rolled his eyes the thought was just the idea like like oh my god i have to, st- I have to start all over again uh, right. and like, just the idea of how to do that again it was rough but eventually, yeah. like, even he said what everyone else said, which was it's kind of nice, the idea of starting over again, like, to, to have, like, a skill set when no one expects anything from you. And you can – there's no expectations, you can really kind of you yeah. set yourself up new.
0: But it feels like I only came – got up to second layer. Like, first layer, rookies, nobody talks to them. Um, second layer, people know who you are and talk to you. But you're not invited to the birthday party. Are there more layers? Because
1: that's wrong. I,
0: a, a, apparently, shit. you you went from bottom to first <laughs> immediately. You're always invited. No, I'm not invited. Shit,
1: I, think I have to get back. I, I have been I have been invited to one, uh, but yeah, I guess that's level three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was invited to to. Uh, the stand-up thing christmas ah, oh, christmas christmas uh, christmas party yeah uh, me and 400 people <laughs> like yeah. yeah there are a few of those <laughs> you guys knew five. my name
1: well <laughs> <laughs> what's so now uh now, now you're living in gothenburg yeah so long story short you came back to stockholm for a while now you moved to gothenburg and now they are in gothenburg
0: no I, I, you could Uppsala got dumped, Stockholm fell in love, Malmö got dumped, Gotland, eh. uh, Stockholm got dumped, got dumped, got dumped, <laughs> I fell in love again, so now I'm here. It's a really good plan. A plan yeah. of all, good good, good. Yeah. your path. There's a lot of people out there that needs, you know, some alone time and figure out who they are, and then about... A year later, they're pregnant with their ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Just <laughs> apparently <laughs> more than one. <laughs> Weird. Good times. Yeah.
1: But now that you're in Gothenburg. Yep. Uh, so what what stops you from kind of grinding there? Because, I mean, there are, you know, pre-pandemic, and, and now seems like we're getting climbing out of it. Clubs are starting to open again. Do you have, like, any drive to, like, grind again, like to start yeah. asking for spots? Yeah, actually
0: and- – I do, because I met two comics here uh, that I really uh, like. Uh, that actually, uh, the first... Uh, I only did two or three gigs maybe for Corona Hat. Uh, I've actually met people here on, in other circumstances um, that are quite friendly and uh, nice people. Um, so it feels a bit like th- there's an in it's crowd and uh here in, in Gotham as well but i think it's it's much smaller uh in a sense uh mm. so it's not as tight and hard to get into um and also I've, I've been actually been writing stuff that are not one-liners and that are uh so i want to try that out um uh, because it's a new way for me to write. Uh, it's been usually been one-liners, and I love writing one-liners because um, it, it's, it's yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to try writing this kind of stuff uh, as well. It's try it out, see what happens. Uh, actually, I have a gig tomorrow. Uh, oh really? That is yeah, my first post-corona gig. Uh, but then I'm None <laughs> blind. Uh, where, where are you performing? But, uh, Vasa. Um, are Eagle I think it's uh something hedgehog. Reminds me of uh, of uh, Jim. Jim, yes, uh, uh, yeah, it's called um, uh, Halta Cotton Gustavosa. Gothenburg, great club.
1: Very cool. Break a leg. How's
0: it? How's it feel? Do you have the thought. Um, I have no. Now it feels like, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Uh, but I realized because when you started out doing comedy, I was like, you, you had a gig planned three weeks ahead. You felt like shit for two weeks. And you were nervous and uh everything was awful you did the gig and then same procedure all over then then the i feel sick to my stomach period uh decreased so like when i did stand up a lot um it was the two or three minutes before i went up uh that i you know, the whole, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. I'm stupid. I I will go up. I will say hello and I will get off because this is just, I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to have that feeling today, actually. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I have to go through this. Uh, yeah. But it, it, feels, uh, it feels good because I've, I've actually written new things and uh i was there uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, and uh they were all all the people there the comics were really nice and you know so hopefully it will go well otherwise they have a beer with some fun people cool. hopefully uh so it feels it feels good i'll park your leg look forward to hearing how it went yeah but it's uh I think that's also one of the reasons uh, I've done comedy to a lesser extent. Um, because before you, you... In Stockholm you had... Um, you could always have a... Like a couple of months before you actually got booked. And when you started to know who you are, you could actually just email someone that ran a club and uh, get a spot uh, in three months. But you, you had it booked. So now it's like... Yeah, one gig, and then I don't have anything, yeah. and I have to have <laughs> some kind of, you know, I have to be driven to <laughs> to perform because when you perform a lot, it was given to you at the free open mics because people knew who you were. So uh, now I have to make an impression. Some people will actually book me. As many two, I
1: I've commented on that before. Uh just that I noticed that changed a few years ago. Uh in the beginning, I mean, not getting anything booked at all. Yeah. And then suddenly having gigs booked and just that thought of like holy, like, holy shit in two weeks I'm gonna be a big yeah. Ben, like I'm booked. Yeah. And then it gradually changes to like, ugh, like
0: I've got big Ben tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to um Uh, Because I did a lot of my first, well, first two or three years, it was Mafia, um, the place where you uh, performed. And Laszlo, uh, he's always been upfront, but he hates my comedy. (laughs) He hates (laughs) one-liners. He hates stand-up. Yeah, (laughs) and he hates my kind of uh, comedy. But um, I got spots uh he's always been uh good at like bringing people together in a way uh during mafia the old-fashioned then you were close up and fucking cellar and you had to talk to people um uh, so even though i wasn't in the it click uh you got booked now now it's it's harder notice you actually have to Perform, I think that's my problem. I so performing. performing, like actually yeah. having good gigs. Yeah, it's tough with Mafia too. Because
1: before, I mean, there was a point that it was literally seven nights a week uh, with a yeah, free entry, yeah. and at that point, I mean, now I was living there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now it's it's just two nights a week, and it's it's a it's a, a paying get in, and it's not cheap. No, <laughs> so, so he's he's a lot more selective about who he, who he puts on.
0: Yeah, well, he he actually made a a career out of it. Uh, He he built the hell of a brand. Yeah, he deserves it. Uh, Someone else maybe have to take the the torch (laughs) and uh, make another mafia,
1: maybe. Yeah, more clubs for the people. More clubs for the comics. Yeah, there's not a a lot of room to grow too. There's uh, essentially three big clubs. In the entire country they're all in stockholm yeah as it's not easy to get the spots
0: there no but another thing that i think made makes made it hard for me to to get gigs is if i perform if i do a good gig it usually it's a Really good gig, but if, if people get my the one-liner, uh, the dark uh, things, um, it goes very well. But when I bomb, I bomb hard and often. <laughs> uh, when you, it's people want to leave because it's uncomfortable. So if you do a good, a really good gig, and, and someone yeah, come to my club, and I just make people want to throw up uh nobody would look because it's like yeah he had one gig that was really good but he's it's not no it's not gonna work out it's not it's it's you not me
1: well i hate i, mean, I hate to bring up your failures and that wasn't the point of this pod but uh i i do remember oh no, please do i do remember the last time we were at the uh, London comedy festival and uh oh, yeah oh. did not didn't, didn't go quite as well for you as you it, it wasn't it wasn't the bombing i'll oh, put that was not you didn't bomb uh, okay. I've, I've seen well, it, you do, I it, see was, you it was uncomfortable. Uh, and uh, and of course, your girlfriend was there to see you then. So, uh, my question is,
0: has she seen you do well? Uh, she only seen two gig gigs, uh, London and um, one here in Gothenburg. It didn't go that well. Uh, it, it wasn't total bombing, it was, it was kind of good, but not what I wanted. Uh, so, yeah, do you feel and pressure? also, I had see to... you tomorrow? Do you feel pressure to uh, excel? Oh no, she, she she's not coming tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more choice, I, I think put some more on was... your belt. Oh yeah, yeah, I want to. But uh, that's also the it. it's my thing. I want to do it by myself. But still, I want her to, to see me perform. But I want her to see me do a gig that I know will be awesome. And that's impossible in stand-up.
1: <laughs> uh, that's why one of the billion reasons I love stand-up is that, I mean, everyone, including myself in the beginning, everyone is so terrified of bombing. And yeah. it's, just, it's just, you can't avoid it. It's going to happen. Like you could, you could be at your absolute best and doing material that has worked a million times before and still bomb. It's,
0: I mean, it's, yeah. a lot of times yeah, yeah. it's totally out of control. It's just going to happen. and it's okay and i love that you know uh, you're at a club it's a great night everybody's doing really well you know that you don't suck uh uh, the audience is on fire you go up and you totally bomb with materials you know worked and you know are good you should have you shouldn't have bombed uh this is really interesting because you can't pinpoint what went wrong either Uh, often you can but uh sometimes like i did exactly what i did last night and i totally ripped the place apart uh and now people are shouting get off <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> i love for me when but, the, those who, times it goes the other way around when it's like i see comics come off stage and they look at me and they say oh like oh tough crowd site tough crowd <laughs> and then go on and actually and it actually goes well it's, That's that's that that's, that's, <laughs> like, that's a great feeling it's, it's the it's the it's the polar opposite of what you just described and yeah. it goes well for everyone else but you
0: yeah. <laughs> that's that's usually me so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no i definitely have yeah but who was it that said if you haven't done a gig and went home and wanted to kill yourself you haven't done stand up <laughs> who was be, that i, know, I it think it was anyone like or someone that said it or sounds like an ideal thing
1: it's right yeah. now he's Adila said so much it's,
0: it's, yeah. right. it's so one advice, thing think yeah, yeah, yeah I also remember I did a gig with Orem Flam, that was weird, no, uh, he wasn't weird, uh it was a gig at Handels uh, school um and he did uh, a set that was about that because he his dad is like a professor in economics and something, and Autumn I don't know, knows about a not he's Jewish, he knows about <laughs> money uh. <laughs> And he he did, uh, his set was that he, it was built around the supply and demand, and that uh, the price for um, pussy was higher than the price for dicks. But according to supply and demand, it shouldn't be that way. And we are overpricing uh, vagina, and it's uh, that, therefore, it's like a vagina bubble that's going to burst, you (laughs) know. And it, it was, it was, it was really good because it was in economical terms and you know with the the theories and so on nobody left uh <laughs> he, he bombed so hard and i I was like this is he he made he made this for you <laughs> <laughs> uh but i remember after that gig because i i can't remember how i performed but after and he was he was like yeah you're good but you would never make it in stand up <laughs> <laughs> and it was Honestly, just so honest. Yeah, but it, it was like I think that's the only time he, he ever spoke to me. Uh, he doesn't know why, uh, but it was he, he it was appreciation for my my style, my one line writing. Uh, uh, but it was was totally honest as well. It was like, yeah, you you can just quit because <laughs> you won't. You, you're not brilliant enough. <laughs> but I had fun. That's the important thing. I think that's the thing with with comedy also.
1: It's one thing if you expect like a career, like you're going to get cast as like the wacky neighbor and then be doing movies sometime. But you also, you can perform forever just at open mic clubs and things. Yeah. That's also okay. It's,
0: you don't have, you don't have to have an end goal. No. And I think I, that's, I've felt comfortable with doing, you know, occasional stand-up, because I I do love being on stage, I do love uh, a good night Uh, I love the people at the clubs uh, and also performing, is awesome Uh, but I I do do it for my own sake Uh, but I don't know if it's because I if because I don't have the urge for making a career uh or if i used no <laughs> that <I> won't <laughs> be able to make a career uh, uh but i'm i i feel it's a great choice to to use dude when i feel like it it's one thing i have realized
1: uh about this why i've been doing this pod because the whole thing came out of me thinking about all the like really good comics that i used to see on a regular basis and then one day i just didn't see them at all anymore but i'd see him like a couple times a year when he used to yeah. be if he, when he used to be several times a week and yeah. that's what that's what got me thinking about this pod and it got me think about like all those people on it. it's, a, it's a long list of people that are like that but yeah. i started thinking recently about the fact that i don't know a lot of the terrible comics that stopped no <laughs> <laughs> i mean like on the one hand because i mean of course i mean the, i'm sure there are a million people that i have seen before that i don't see ever anymore and i just never got, got close to them for for obvious reasons but i mean there are a lot of like just people just were never very good and they're never going to be very good but they're still performing they're, they're still they're still out there yeah and, no, and I, the snob I, part I, of me wants to tell them like just like why are you doing this but
0: it, they enjoy doing it so it's okay and still uh, i admire those people you know if they put their that kind of like the, the energy and and stubbornness into something else they would probably be the best at it uh but just grinding for year after year and but those are also the people that go off stage and like "Yeah, it's a really good gig it's like no yeah
1: that's that's the rough part yeah that's the rough one like
0: yeah yeah nailed it yeah but still they they love stand-up as much as we do so yeah and that's why yeah it's okay yeah uh, (laughs) if I think they they thank you for your blessing. Yes, I'm sure they do. Uh, sure our Lord and sure Savior. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'd like to wrap up each pod uh, with an exchange of war stories because it is the one thing I miss. Uh, I, I don't really miss hanging out in clubs very much, but I do miss just talking to their comics and just like talking about yeah. the, really, the horrible corporate gigs or
0: yeah.
1: first bombing or whatever. So I ask everyone to prepare something. So uh, I have a story mm-hmm. for you. Hopefully, you have a story for me. Uh-huh.
0: I don't know if you want to go first or I can. It's up to you. No, you just have to comment on the you the, the war stories <clears throat> you said in clubs and talk about war stories. Uh, those are also the only times you tell those stories that you know that the people around the table laugh at you, not with you, <laughs> 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 and that just feels awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, go ahead.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to tell, I'm actually going to tell an, an offstage story uh, this time, because uh, I've, I've unfortunately acc- accumulated my share of beefs uh, within within stand-up uh, over the years. Not, not, not that I like go looking for it, it just sort You're of happens. I, I am not a great person, so I, I definitely brought a lot of things to myself. But in this case, in this, in this I'm going to defend myself and say, in this case, it was not my fault at all. Uh, so I go back a few years uh so it was uh the lund comedy festival so uh it's down south it's, it's, it's like a six hour drive from from stockholm and i love comedy road trips so uh the lund comedy festival is it kicks off on a wednesday and then it runs until sunday and uh i got a bunch of comics together we we're already going down to the festival we went down on thursday we left from stockholm in a big van that i rented and we left stockholm around 3 30 in the afternoon and uh of course, when you leave Stockholm at three thirty in the afternoon, you're going to run into rush hour traffic, so I expected that. That that's that was fine, but then we ran into another traffic jam. Like we had not made it halfway there, and we got stuck in this like bumper to bumper traffic to add like, another hour to a very long trip. Our goal was to get down, every night at the f- festival they have like a mingle, like everyone's involved in the festival gets to have like you know drinks and food and stuff. And so our goal was we're going to get down to the festival in time for the mingle. Well, now with a extra travel time. I was getting really stressed. And when we finally cleared that, I just like put the pedal to the floor and just drove like a shot like as fast as I could to get down there. I didn't stop or, or did anything. So finally made it to Lund. We were we were very, very late. Uh my wife Ava was with me and uh, I dropped everyone off at the we were all staying at the same hotel. So I dropped everyone uh, but Ava off at the hotel. She stayed with me. I found a parking space for the van, which is not easy in Lund to find a parking space for a van that's like a venture in itself, but I found spots, rushed into the hotel to check in, went to our room. And of course I hadn't taken a leak in hours because I was just in like, in stress mode. So I, had, so I hadn't peed at all, but now heading to the, and I had to go now that I knew we were heading, i had to go to the room. Then of course my feeling of having to piss just like they jacked up by a thousand percent. And so I, now I really had to go. Now I was carrying the bags. Ava had the key for the room. Uh, it was like an electronic lock so we got to the door Ava tried to open the door and it didn't work there was like something wrong with the she couldn't quite fumble with the lock and by this point now I'm like dancing because I I really really had to go so while she's trying to figure out the door I noticed down the uh, end of the hallway a door opens and someone comes out and starts walking down the hallway towards us and it's like a really dark hallway in the hotel so I couldn't really see who it was and I was a little distracted also and just as Ava got the door open I recognized who that person was because it was all comics staying at this hotel. So I see who it is and we'll call this person Bob. Uh, I, I see that it's Bob. The second I can get in and I just run through the door, runs the bathroom and evacuate myself. It felt much better. Now Bob, Bob is someone that I've known since they started doing stand-up. and we like talked a little bit, but not, not usually much more than hello. It just, I don't have anything against the person, just someone I just never really talked to, just wouldn't never be in my circle or whatever it is, you know, I didn't really hang with. But I always say hello. And I saw Bob later on that night and waved hello. And that was it. So it was like three weeks later. uh, This person had contacted uh, another club, but I'm not mentioning names here, had contacted the club asking for a spot. And the club owner said, uh, "No, I'm sorry, the uh, the schedule is full." Uh, whereupon, Bob uh, replied, very sarcastically, "Like, oh, that's fine. I mean, you have Ryan and Ava." And the club owner told me this because he thought it was very funny. <laughs> yes. And I didn't think. And normally, normally, <laughs> I wouldn't care about it. It just, it just so happened though that like, a few days later, I was supposed to drive Bob and Ava four hours south for for a road gig so i had to be sure like what is bob's problem so so i contacted bob the club owner was not happy that i did this but i was like i have to i have to ask so i contacted bob and just said hey i heard you made this comment and i'm just curious what's up and my feeling was my guess was like so this club i'm there all the time so my feeling was that bob was like was like making a crack about like oh well like, like ryan gets to be there all the time and you can't give me a spots but I mean, Ava Ava performs there like once a year, maybe. Yeah. So I didn't quite understand why Bob was including Ava in this. That was my Mm -hmm. guess. And I was not prepared for the actual response. The actual response was, uh, I feel that since the ticket prices are so high, it's unfair for the crowd. If the comics that are performing are not up to the level of, of paying for a show uh, of that price. But, uh, I'm sorry that I'm, It's funnier in Swedish. Uh, Bob said, Rokada uh, <laughs> uh, nemna." It's like uh, Bob said, uh, that I, "I'm sorry that I, I managed to mention you and Ava as example." <laughs> and then it was just my jaw hit the floor, and I saw a response, <laughs> and I just like, wrote back to Bob and just said, "Like, honest, Bob." I wrote back to Bob and said, "Like, listen, like you know, I'm there because I worked for that club for years. That's why I'm there so often, and I and I deliver." And I said, "You know, no, you don't have to like me. That's that's fine, but." I deserve some respect. To which Bob replied, uh, Bob said, well, I'm going to reply to this and then I'm done with this conversation. Uh, you have no right to talk to me about respect the way you just ignored me in Lund. Oh, So like, Bob, if you're listening, I was not ignoring you. I just had to pee. <laughs> that's, that's all it was. So this is a beef, uh, but uh, to, to, to Bob's credit, actually, I actually have seen Bob since then a few times, uh, and went out of my way, He's like, hello, and Bob said, like, hello, back, and there's nothing in problem. So I, I don't really know where I stand with Bob uh, these days, but that was not my fault. I, ju- I just had to pee. That's all it was. The comics hello, were special you- people. Uh, I, I, just, I, I, just, I, have, I just love, I can, like, can you imagine the, just the, the size of the balls you have to have to tell a club owner, if you don't have uh, someone like me, you are literally
0: robbing your audience. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I would never say that, but I've thought it so many times. <laughs> so I love myself. So that's my word. But I feel, I feel like when, when they're all, hi, Bob. Huh? Hi, Ryan. Go, you go out of your way uh i think it would probably it must feel like when i went to bachelor party and my ex-girlfriend was there as well and that was one of them that that needed some 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 space and time to figure herself out and was pregnant was, was, in she, a in a the, was she in the cake uh, in the what was she in the cake no she was not in the cake okay. um uh she was there because it's uh, it was 2019 and we um oh 2017 uh and you know gender equality and all that you know (laughs) we evolved but it was like the same oh hi as we did for six hours (laughs) like so how how have you been oh you're pregnant oh do you know the gender yet (laughs) (laughs) and then i went home and wanted to kill myself oh yeah my yes your turn yeah uh beat that ooh. <laughs> It's a battle um, no but I think uh, I was performing at mafia uh, I was fairly new uh, we, we knew each other back then uh, but you know, I haven't done been doing stand-up for that long uh, um, I did a gig that I thought was okay but I wasn't really you know pleased with it. Um and uh, then the comics used to sit uh in the, their own their own space um and constantly be being told to shut the fuck up uh, because right. <laughs> the audience could hear us. Uh but uh, after after the whole uh thing was over, uh most of the comics stayed and rank beer because we we're alcoholics. Um <laughs> And this girl came up to me and was like, oh, I saw your gig. And I was like, oh, huh, huh, fuck, I'm, I'm, I must have been pretty good. Uh, and she always threw herself at me. And I was like, damn, I really, you know, I'm, I'm awesome. Uh, and went back to her place. And the whole apartment was filled with like, uh aim for the stars because you if you miss you i don't know end up in the skies whatever and carpet the um uh, on like three different plaques everywhere and i i i hate this it makes me vomit um but i still we, we still had coitus uh <laughs> and i went home and it was like okay she wasn't it wasn't the best thing I've done in my life but I, I felt like oh shit I have I did so well last night that I actually got laid uh, and then I met you and you told me that she had been hitting on every comic that been I, that night, to, I do remember and that I was the last <laughs> one <laughs> I was at the bottom of her list <laughs> she went to sleep in a comic so a whole <laughs> the self-esteem that I got from from that night was just blown away and then <laughs> two weeks later I think um, she called me and said yeah hi I have an STD uh, so you have to get yourself checked uh, I was like okay I did um, test came back negative so I texted her I'm like okay you, so so you know uh, uh, I I'm clean I guess like the longest text, all caps. How uh, like, oh, the fucking you be clean? Uh, uh, I think it was chlamydia. She had a, chlamydia. Is, you, you, you know, it's so so easy to transmit. It must be you. Did they really have to do another test? <laughs> she is freaked out. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't respond to that one. A, a year later, uh, she called me like, "Yeah, hi. So I'm 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 thinking about doing a show. Uh, and do you want to do stand up?" <laughs> I'm like, no, not at all. I the FTD coming.
1: The show is my bedroom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she was weird, but, but I just remember the, the moment you told me. And you, the grin on your face when you, I was like, yeah, I got lady work. <laughs> Even uh, even even now when you start telling with we, Ben, <laughs> then, that that's exactly it. as soon
1: as you, when you start telling the story and I realized where it was going. I was like oh, yeah, because I, I can I can I can I can actually see right now at the bar her going after Ben, <laughs> and Ben just like being like the worm is way like away away from her. <laughs> but not you, <laughs> uh,
0: not me. No no no. I was having one night when I loved myself.
1: <laughs> and you fucked it up uh, it can, we can't be happy we're
0: comics oh yeah that's true yeah who's oh yeah Eric talks about that that he, he doesn't stand up because he's happy <laughs> yeah I uh, love that
1: uh, Pontus said pretty much the same thing Pontus Strobeck
0: oh okay more yeah. the same thing I was like,
1: like I just asked him like uh, you know where, where'd your drive go to perform and he said oh I, I got happy so and he that, just realized there's more to life so.
0: That's why you have to have chronic depression. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to be there forever. But that's also, uh, it's hard to, I I don't know if it's just comics, but I I noticed that a lot of comics do this, that when you start to be happy, you fuck it up uh, hard so you can still be unhappy. (laughs) <laughs> uh so it always, always amazes me when comics you know suddenly are happy but it's like and you didn't want to fuck it up <laughs> what
1: i think i think it though too like uh, i mentioned this before in the pod that uh like when i first started if anyone if anyone laughed at any point that I was on stage i mean afterward I, afterward i'd be like killed yeah they, <laughs> they laughed at one joke out of 10 killed and then I would see comics who had far more experience than I did. I mean, and, the, and like nine jokes out of 10, people were just pissing themselves laughing. And yeah. then one joke got like a, one joke got like a, ha, ha, ha. and they comic off with Sage just like yeah, that one joke, just miserable. It was like, you just, you just had a set that I would kill for. And yeah. you're only thinking about that one joke that was like kind of funny. <laughs> but I can, I, mean, yeah. I can certainly, I can definitely relate now, I mean, there's definitely been gigs. I walked off Sage. And I, and I was just like, like oh. and yeah. someone else, like in my comment, like, like like generally saying to me, like,
0: ah, that was good. It's like, huh? I laughed inside. It would have been good for you, but <laughs> not for me. But I think with, when I did love the audience feeling uh, like shit, uh, when I did my stand-up, uh, it was always you found one person, laughed the most uh and it wasn't much but uh you found the one that that uh, thought it was really funny but didn't want to laugh because the people around him or her uh thought that this was the most disgusting thing they ever heard yeah so you someone that actually like my jokes and and just tries to keep it in uh, <laughs> and not <laughs> laugh <laughs>
1: All right. We'll wrap things up. I haven't, I haven't haven't seen you in person since January of last year. And the last time I saw you was in a crowded bar when I couldn't hear a word coming out of your mouth. And I was sober because it was January
0: Um, and I was
1: like stressed as hell and kind of fled from the place. So yeah. It'll be nice to actually spend a little time with you.
0: Um, Yeah. I have a lot of things on my plate right now. Um, I have, my I have a lot of wiping asses uh <laughs> from people with mental disabilities and autism to do. Uh, so Which is their job, I hear. Uh, yeah, they have they have awful lot of diarrhea actually. It's, if you wonder. See, I'll be I'll be there in a few years. Yeah.
1: Because I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be wiping your ass. Well, Thanks have a good for good my me. friend. I'll see you in a few months. Yeah. Oh uh, well, well. Are you we vaccinated yet? I got the. Well, I have had COVID, and I got the first oh, yeah. shot. Oh yeah. So I get. I get the next shot at the end of July. I thought you were older. No, yeah, but it's in Sweden. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. See you later. See ya.